0: The TNT shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. Cutting through the clutter, this is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Well, hey there and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's news talk. Hey, I hope you had a good weekend. I had a really chill weekend. I didn't do much to be honest with you. A lot of laundry. Does that count? I'm not. I'm very boring. Um, But laundry got done. That's always nice. Um, Okay. So we have a great show. Nick Cruz is going to be here joining us momentarily from Revolutionary Blackout Network. Um, Also, I just wanted to give a shout out last night. I was up way too late. I was hanging out over on SimCast, uh, the show that's hosted by comedian Chrissy Mayer. It's always so much fun to go on that show. Go check it out. Give her a follow and a subscribe and all that good stuff. Um, she is a, a master of bringing people to, she's just friends with everybody and she brings people together from all across everywhere Um, And it's just every time I get off that show, my cheeks hurt from laughing so much. So uh, that's always a lot of fun. And then also uh, earlier today, I joined Garland Nixon um, on Critical Hour over on Sputnik. And I love that show. I love going on there. Usually also uh, his co-host, Wilmer Leon, is also there, but uh, he was off today. So it was just me and Garland. Um, But I love Critical Hour. Go give them a follow as well. Um, They're fantastic fellows. So, okay, just a quick reminder of what we have coming up this week uh, here on this show. Uh, Tonight, as I mentioned, we have Nick Cruz. Tomorrow, we have several of Pabst from... um, um, uh,, um, why am I blinking? Holy cow. Um, Unlimited Hangout. Sorry. Jeez Louise. Uh, She has a fantastic new article out about crypto and CBDCs and all that good stuff. So we're going to dive deep into that tomorrow. Wednesday, we have Sabrina Salvati, also from Revolutionary Blackout Network. Uh, Thursday, we have David D'Amato. He's a regular here. I'm sure everybody's familiar with him. He has a great new article out about Julian Assange. And then Friday, we have Shanda Masta, the accidental activist um, from over uh, at Roar Media. I love talking to her. She just has great energy. Um, Also, another quick thing I wanted to just Touch on briefly. Obviously, we've been talking about the Julian Assange case that's coming up here in February. Uh, The court dates again are February 20th and 21st in London at the Royal Court of Justice. I use the word justice very loosely there. Um, but there, uh, my friend Randy Credico, who hosts the incredible show Assange Countdown to Freedom, which has been on for, I think, coming up on seven years, he's been doing that. And he's hosted anybody who's anybody that is affiliated with the Assange case. He had, He's had, I think, the, the late John Pilger was probably his most prolific guest. Um, he's had Craig Murray. He's had Stella Assange. He's had John and Gabriel Shipton. He's had um, anybody and everybody uh, that you can think of who uh, Chris Hedges... Um, Stefania Maruzzi, you name it, Kevin Gastola, he's talked to everybody who's affiliated or has been covering the Assange case and Randy is just a great guy. He has been in the trenches for a very long time. Um and he uh you may have heard me talk about him before. He did the billboard truck um, initiative in DC which did ran several different um uh runs down in DC. Um he's going to he's starting one uh in, in New York now. Um so you can if you want to contribute to that, um the bu- billboard trucks are unfortunately a little expensive they're not terrible um but it is a fantastic way especially in a place like new york where there are just a ton of people uh they just cruise around the streets of new york city so people you know as they're walking down the streets will see the billboard truck go by um and it's a massive truck i'm sure most of you have seen them before you can get the smaller versions or the bigger ones randy usually gets the bigger ones Um, but it's just a great way to get the word out about julian and his situation as we're trying to deal with the media blackout and being crushed by algorithms and shadow band and all of that fun stuff that we have been dealing with um, with the Assange stuff. So uh, these billboard trucks are a great, great way to get eyes that we might not norm- normally get. So um, he's doing another initiative. So if you want to contribute to that, you can go to Assange Countdown com backslash billboard. Again, that's Assange countdown to freedom.com, backslash Billboard. Um, I think he's going to try to run these. I, I'm not sure when he's starting. I'm sure probably ASAP, and I think he's going to try to run them all the way up until uh, the February court date. So um, this will be a great way to get some eyeballs on uh, what's happening with Assange. And I think depending on which way this court this court date goes, I don't whatever decision we get. Almost certainly the fight's going to have to continue, unfortunately. So I think following that, um, I think I'm going to, I once did a billboard campaign, not a billboard truck campaign, but just billboards, general billboards here in Ohio um, in Columbus. I think I'm probably going to do uh, another run of that just to try to get some more eyes on it in downtown Columbus. So um, I may be coming to you with a fundraiser for that as well after these court dates. I think I'm going to wait until after, because um, I don't know if I uh, if there'll be enough time to raise the money for it prior to, um, but I definitely think that we're going to need to make a major push especially if he's extradited. So, uh uh just keep an eye, keep an eye out for that and if you are able to please contribute to uh Randy's effort and also share it with uh, other people. Um uh you can, you know, check it out on Twitter and share it from there or just share the link um uh to the website uh however you want to do it but he just needs as much help as humanly possible okay don't forget you can follow me over on the tweeters at sarcasm stardust check out the substack .substack mistywinston.substack.com there's a write-up for the guests of the day every day so you can find follow and support their work as well links and everything included makes it super easy and also um indy goes back and adds listen back links to each uh write-up so if you missed an episode. Uh, you can find the listen back link there as well. And um, if you would like, you can shoot me an email at mistywinston at Radio.Live, guest idea, show idea, whatever, hit me up. I'll try to get back to you. And while you're at it, why not give TNT a follow as well? We're on all the major social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. And you can help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's news talk.
0: Keeping the commitment. I love you guys. Unbelievable. 24-7. Listen to you every day, Have for years. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All
1: right, a wildlife charity, which counts Prince Harry (laughs) as a director, has launched an investigation into allegations its guards raped and tortured tribespeople in a Congolese jungle. Man, that's... uh, That's something. All right. Here with the story. Joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. All right, my friend, this is not uncommon. What happened here?
2: Well, I don't know, Misty, because I wasn't there. Uh, Just kidding. Um, (laughs) But I wasn't, though. I'm not kidding about that part. Um, Yes, this is uh, the wildlife charity's name is African Parks. um, And yes, apparently um, the Duke of Sussex Mr. Prince himself, Harry there, Uh, he's a board member, but probably not for much longer. At least they're asking him to resign. Uh, In a statement issued on Saturday, the organization said it learned of the, quote unquote, serious charges of human rights violations by its eco guards. Maybe it's echo. I think it's eco uh, guards against locals living near Odzala Kokua National Park in the Central African Nation. It reportedly received a tip by email from the human rights group Survival International last year. Odzala Kokua, I hope I'm saying that right, National Park is one of over 20 parks managed by the nonprofit, which is headquartered in the South African city of Johannesburg, spread over 12 African states. It's a pretty big park. Uh... It said, quote, we immediately launched an investigation through an external law firm based on the information we had available while also urging Survival International to provide any and all facts they had, end quote. The charity, however, accused Survival International, the London-based NGO campaigning for the rights of indigenous people, of refusing to cooperate with the probe, quote, despite repeated requests, end quote. Uh, African Parks added in their statement, quote, this is an active ongoing investigation that is our highest priority as an organization and we encourage anyone with knowledge of any abuses to report them to us or to the Congolese law enforcement authorities, end quote. The conservation charity founded in 2000, the year 2000, to protect Africa's national parks and advance wildlife Conservation presently manages over 20 million hectares of protected areas. It's very big. Prince Harry was the organization's president for six years before joining the board of directors last year. Survival International has criticized African parks for causing, quote unquote, destruction instead of conservation with its activities. In response to the charge of refusing to comply with investigations, Fiore Longo, the head of Survival International's conservation campaign, told the PA news agency that African Parks, quote, had the money to conduct their own investigation. Longo said, quote, it's not up to us to give them details. It's their responsibility when we raise a problem to go there and investigate, end quote. The human rights group has launched a petition calling on Prince Harry to step down as director of the African parks and funders to terminate, cut off their relations with the charity. This comes over claims of atrocities by its armed rangers against indigenous tribes across Africa, particularly the Baka people living in the Congo. According to the NGO, the Baka and other hunter gatherers who have lived in the Congo rainforest now the Ozala Kakoa National Park under the management of African Parks since 2010, have seen much of their land stolen and have been banned from entering the area. Uh, Longo said in another statement, which was published on Sunday by the Daily Mail, quote, we want donors such as the EU to withdraw support until the baka are allowed to return to the park with land ownership rights recognized, end quote. Uh, and according to RT, a spokesperson for Prince Harry's foundation, Archwell claimed that the Duke had referred the serious allegations to the African parks leadership for further action. Uh, but I'm already seeing further reports, Misty, suggesting that this is going to turn out to be a big nightmare, a headache for Prince Harry. What do you think of all this?
1: I think the last thing that guy needs is another headache, right? Like he has been uh, dealing with a lot of chaos and drama for a couple of years now. Um, Not that it isn't a lot of it's self-imposed and nor do I really feel sorry for him at all in any way, shape or or form or fashion. So don't get it twisted there. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't think that that that's something that this guy needs. Now, what I was saying earlier about um, this is not uncommon is because this is not the first time we've heard of an NGO or some kind of aid organization or wildlife conservation group or something to that effect uh being accused with crimes like these we've seen this kind of thing take place in numerous different countries haiti's the one that first sprung to mind um, but we've also seen things like this take place in afghanistan the u.n is known for this um uh they uh uh, in afghanistan they had i think they're called bacha boys um, in Afghanistan. Uh, that was a big thing that WikiLeaks revealed. We know that they did this in Haiti as well. Um, uh, the UN, there was numerous, um, accusations of rape girls as young as 11, uh, according to this Reuters piece that I have in front of me. So, uh, this is not uncommon. I think that frankly, people, um, would probably be, overwhelmed and disgusted by how common this probably is. And I um, uh, I have to laugh. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's just so mind-blowingly disgusting that these things take place so frequently. And it seems as if we've had... Um, you know, stories like this come out. We've had articles written about it. We've had people who have looked into it. We've had an in- incredible investigative journalists do amazing work trying to uncover this stuff. WikiLeaks has revealed it. And yet it still is so pervasive. And so, uh, I mean, th- th- this is they-, they go into these. Um, you know, different regions. And these are um, obviously incredibly underprivileged communities and people. um, And they take advantage of that fact and they do whatever they want. And they think that they're above uh, the law and uh, they're above reproach or accountability. So uh, it just makes me sad that this continues. Um, Hopefully there will be a legitimate uh, investigation into this uh, and There will be some accountability. I highly doubt that that's the case. I think almost certainly what is going to happen is Prince Harry will certainly step down. That is coming. There's no question about it. He's going to distance himself from this because, as I said, dude does not need another controversy uh, on his plate, I don't think. So I think almost certainly he will step down. He will write some apologetic letter about how he had no idea and he's um, disgusted and ashamed and blah, 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 blah. And then it will disappear from headlines and there will be no accountability. There will be no um you know these women will get no there will be no there will be nothing i think in my opinion there's very likely to be nothing that happens here other than prince harry will step down Uh, maybe this particular organization will end up dissolving itself um i think this will obviously hurt fundraising efforts if they're doing that kind of a thing but where this organization disappears another one will just come up and it will be very much the same thing but what do you think adam
2: Well, Prince Mary Harry might have a little bit of a problem doing what you suggested, which is to say, oh, I had no idea. Say, I have a question for you, Misty. If you knew about these things, say, I don't know, approximately four months before you were offered a position with this organization as the board of director, uh, would you accept it knowing Mm -mm, full well that these things are happening? Well, that's what he did, apparently. Uh, Yeah, apparently he knew about this approximately four months before being promoted to the board of directors. So. He's got some explaining to do, Misty. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yes, he does. Although, again, I I, I think that almost certainly he will... um... Uh, just back away slowly. He will, uh, you know, distance himself from the organization again. I think he'll write some vaguely worded statement of apology, uh, and then they will do their very best to uh, brush this under the rug, and it will never get spoken about again, or it'll get spoken about very sparingly in very small media outlets. There's not going to be a big stink made about this, unfortunately. I don't think because uh, it, who cares about the Congolese women, right? Who cares? Like nobody cares. Um, I'm not. I'm saying that very sarcastically. I care. I think uh, you care adam i think there are people that care i just don't think that it's enough for people to uh, push this uh into a a major news story that it would need to be for there to be legitimate accountability and i mean really what are they going to do to prince harry Uh, nothing. (laughs) They're not going to do anything to him. Uh, He might face some uh, PR woes, not something he's unfamiliar with, but it's not going to really damage him in any way that's significant. He's certainly not, there's not going to be any uh, legitimate um, investigation or jail time or anything like that. He's just going to, another thing that he will be able to skirt right through. Um, I just hope that uh, this organization is dissolved and that I I would love to see actual accountability for the people who were directly involved in the sexual assaults. Very unlikely to happen though, unfortunately. So I don't know, I could be wrong. We'll keep an eye on it and see if there's any uh, updates in in coming weeks and months. Uh, But thanks for bringing us the story, Adam. We will talk to you again tomorrow. As always, hang tight. Nick Cruz after this on TNT.
0: TNT's Kate Shimarani.
1: I'm of the the belief that your body can totally, 100% heal itself if you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what
3: it needs. What do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special, special stone snowflake. You're any different? No,
1: that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just gonna serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, Animal protein, tea and coffee, fluoridated, fluoridated bromine water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs.
0: Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk TNT.
3: Military families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country. And for those with children, the separation can be
2: especially difficult. We were worried that with him leaving, that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between
1: parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that
4: connection. You can watch your mom or dad read a book to you, and it almost feels like they're really there
3: we ensure they remain a consistent, meaningful part of their children's lives, no matter the distance. Just
1: seeing Jacob recognize Daddy again after a long time just melted my heart. And now, as we're facing greater isolation from our loved ones, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn
3: more about United Through Reading and download our free secure app at unitedthroughreading.org.
0: Plug in website tntradio.live check it out today's news talk radio it's the coolest tnt
1: it is the coolest. I agree. hundred percent. Okay. Our guest today is my pal, Nick Cruz. He's one of my favorite people on planet earth to rant with. So this is probably going to get spicy. Uh, so Nick is an activist, citizen journalist, host, and founding member of revolutionary blackout network. You guys know about RBN. I talk about him all the time. Uh, they are a collective of black radicals that are focused on community outreach and education, as well as mutual aid. Uh, you can find Nick online at socialist MMA. You can also find RBN across various platforms, including Rockfin, YouTube, rumble, Facebook, Instagram, and Substack, as well as Twitter. Um, and as always, you can find links to all of that stuff and more over on the write up for today on my Substack. So, Nick, thanks so much for being here.
4: Hey, what's poppin', Misty?
1: Nothing. I'm glad you're here. There's a lot to discuss. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> as a ton. always.
4: I had a, yeah, I had to unplug this weekend because there was so much crazy stuff going on. So, uh, yes. always good to have a rant session with you.
1: Yeah, it is always fun, and uh, I was just on uh, RBN last week, which was so much fun. Uh, Nico House was also on, uh, and it's always fun just to be on RBN. Period. But then you add Nico into the mix, and it makes me a very happy girl. So that was a, a blast. So thanks for having me there. Uh, okay, so listen, let's can we make fun of Nancy Pelosi first because I love making fun of Nancy Pelosi. And mm-hmm. so yesterday she told everybody that if you're against genocide, then you're um, you're 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 basically a Putin puppet, right? That's Putin's message. Is she trying to make him sound cooler? because, like, being against uh, genocide is pretty cool to me. Uh, <laughs> you know they I'm
4: can't saying? even keep their lives straight anymore, Misty. I know. Because at know. first it was Russian, now they're Chinese. Now it's
1: China! <laughs>
4: <laughs> I have a uh, Carl Zaw coming out tomorrow at Nick and Knight, and I have a funny-ass segment planned because I don't know if you saw this. I've been trying to keep it under wraps because I don't think they no They're the segment I saw on Fox News that I don't want anyone to see to our live stream it, where they blame rise of anti-Semitism in Asia on China and China's social media influence paling because apparently people being opposed to genocide, it must be a scheme by the Chinese to get people to turn against the Jews. And no, this, this, I'm not joking. This CNN. Four men Seriously, unironically trying to blame China for the rise (laughs) of anti-Semitism. People don't support Israel. It's going to be a funny segment when I do that Tuesday. But you see how they came; they get it mixed up now. It's Putin, and yeah. now it's China. And I'm curious yes. what you think. Do you think? And I'm torn on this. And whenever I'm torn on the issue, you tend to bring it to reality because I'm like, "Well, which one do you think this is?" And You like it's definitely this, Nick. So, I, do you really believe that Pelosi believed this? Because no. obviously they're propagandists, but their brains have been broken by Russia Gate, China Gate. I can see a universe where you have these these suburban white moms, especially the wine moms of all, all wine moms. And you you get older, your brain is not the same. And then there's a, a record of paranoia, uh, paranoia with people who have dementia later in life. So I can see it. But what I see say you say, she definitely don't believe it. But I can definitely see like people like Diane Feinstein, older boomer liberals, who they are so entrenched in the system. They they legitimately believe that, that there's like Russian spy, Chinese spies. They have a dark, like, view of the world, and that, yeah. And the reason I'm yeah. saying this because I, I think she could be lying about it, but we see that Pope Pelosi immediately go to that. I don't think she, it's not that she thinks that's a good PR, you're move, right,
1: you're right, she, though. But go ahead, go yeah. ahead
4: Misty, I, I want your no. thoughts on that.
1: No, no, no. There's a case to be made for that. And my initial reaction was, no, she doesn't believe it. But I think that you're probably right. I think that she is so firmly entrenched and has been for decades in this bubble. And she, I think a lot of them, not just her, but especially as you just mentioned, those who have been there for a while, I think that they have done a lot of mental gymnastics and convincing themselves that these things are true because they need to believe it in order to justify their actions. Um, So I think that that you probably have, there's probably a good case to be made here that she genuinely does believe it. and she's probably not the, the only one.
4: Newsoms, yeah, I think the people like Gavin Newsom, they don't believe it. You know how no. many like the the more sharper liberals? You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you have broken <laughs> brain, older, or maybe the the lower on the intelligence scale of Democrats, I can oh. get tricked into legitimately believing <laughs> that Putin is sitting on a throne somewhere, deciding the course of U.S. <laughs> political history because that's how brainwashed people are. But go ahead, Misty. I can't yes, wait to talk about it's, this on R.B. It could be hilarious.
1: I love uh, the the whole Putin boogeyman thing. Because you know me. I don't care. The electoral politics, I do not care. So really, the entertainment value is all that really it functions as for me. Um, but I just, electoral a few weeks ago. Electoral
4: politics is a joke, so we might as well laugh at the punchline. Yes. That's why I said. Yes. Electoral yes. politics is a joke. So let's laugh at the punchline. But sorry, I have Mitch, to go laugh. Ahead.
1: Otherwise, I'll cry. Um, yeah, so a couple of weeks ago I, I tweeted about something uh that Hamas is the new boogeyman. And as you know, my uh, Twitter handle is Comrade Misty is Putin's Buddy, and it is that has been four years because I was tired of being called a Russian. And generally speaking, when my trolls call me something, I just lean into it. And I'm like, yeah, totally. That's I'm 100 percent Putin's buddy. We're pals. Uh, he's my best bud, whatever. Um, uh, there was a time when uh, my trolls were saying that I was like super rich. So I leaned into that. We came up with a Mindy money bags thing. And I would pretend that I was super wealthy and going on vacations all the time. And I like to do that. It's fun for me. Um, but the Putin thing I, I tweeted out a couple of weeks ago that, OK, listen, I, it feels like we're switching to Hamas is now the enemy. And I'm not changing my name because I feel like uh, Putin's going to come back around. He's going to make a comeback and he's going to be the boogeyman. And Uh, here I am. Thank you. Can
4: can I take a moment and and can we acknowledge and celebrate how we have the dumbest haters and (laughs) we came out ahead? (laughs) And what I mean by that is that the people who disliked us are the people who staked their claim on the Bernie progressive wing of politics winning winning out and yeah. you know it's like the g hive all those people that's dead now and mm-hmm. the same people that they smeared like i'm proud of like nico house is killing it on Hotspot. fiorella mm-hmm. is killing the game she got like over like 150 000 followers on twitter now she killing yep. that rt uh you have rb and i think we're doing quite well i'm doing well on Hotspot. you on tnt radio so I just want, I like to celebrate moments like these, because these people try to tear us down, Misty, and now they're irrelevant. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Right. And we, and our message won out at the end of the day. Your message yeah. of advocating for joining Assange won out at the end of, of the day, because these same people will smear you because you care too much about Assange. A lot of them was just straight up anti-Assange, I know this as well. But you mm-hmm. know, that issue went out, of mil- uh, that, that issue went out. AOC yeah. is historically unpopular. Bernie is getting ratioed every tweet now. Every yeah. tweet is getting ratioed. And who was out there in front? Comrade Misty. Yeah. Then we followed and our friends followed. So I just like to take moments to take victories. That's a victory when we talk about hit- our haters. I think about everyone's like everyone who used to hate on us unjustifiably, irrelevant. As we are, our voice continue to grow. So I like to take that victory. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a great actually that's a great point that they are now irrelevant. And listen, like I always say, there's plenty of things to legitimately criticize me about. I'm very self-aware. I know that there are things that I do wrong, say wrong, get wrong or uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, and there's, plenty, there's plenty Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of reasons to not like me that are justifiable. It's okay. You don't have to like me. I'm not for everyone. That's okay. But these people that obsessively would hate and I, I realize a lot of it was because I was a very early criticizer of Bernie Sanders and AOC and people weren't ready to hear it when I was saying it. And so I recognize that. And I realize that some people have grown from that. I've had a, a few people come and apologize. Hey, you were right. I, I get it now. I'm sorry. I blocked you years ago, but I'm, I, you know, I, I get it now. And so I understand that. But the, it, it, yeah, the, it definitely um I we've been vindicated. There's no question about it. To have AOC going on national television and, and wagging her finger at everybody while Joe Biden is currently supporting a genocide Aiding a genocide, funding a genocide, arming a genocide, and she's wagging her finger at us, telling us we must vote for Joe Biden. I was right. You were wrong. I'm sorry. That's just the reality of the situation. So listen, they, they we got to take a quick break. It, oh, yeah. Go, go ahead. No,
4: sorry. Just real quick. Real quick. They will never admit it, Misty, but they know it was right. They <laughs> yeah. will never admit it. But I'll keep it short. Yeah. They know it was right. And it, it eats them up. And it shows yeah. in the, the uh, people that listen to us versus the people who listen to him. But go ahead, Misty. I, I know you want to take. No, a break. that's ahead.
1: I. That's why when I always tweet that out, I always say I'm currently accepting all of the apologies. I will never get because I know yeah. I'll never get them, and it's fine. I don't need them. Like it's not. But uh, I was trashed for a very long time for criticizing Bernie Sanders and AOC, I and <laughs> seems justified now. Okay, we got to take a quick break. We're gonna get some headlines. Hang tight. We'll be back here on TNT.
0: TNT Radio News. <laughs>
3: Are you ready for some awesome news? One, two, three, four!
2: For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Iranian Foreign Ministry spokesman Nasir Kanani has denied Tehran's involvement in the drone attack on a U.S. base in Jordan, which resulted in the death of three U.S. service members and left over 30 wounded. NBC's News has reported that the White House is considering the possibility of delaying or slowing down the delivery of offensive weapons to Israel. This contemplation is in response to Israel's request for additional military aid, including advanced aerial bombs and air defense systems.
0: The common housefly, caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa! Dinner's ready. Oh man! Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. T N T Radio. Live.
1: All right, we're here with my pal Nick Cruz. We're just having a little rant session. So, okay, you just mentioned there um, uh, the Assange situation, and obviously we just kind of made fun of Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders and AOC. So let's shift gears and now make fun of MAGA because uh, earlier today um, I saw a tweet that was, it's actually a tweet from a couple of days ago, but I myself saw it today. Uh, but it's a, another one of these MAGA tweets where uh, this one, for example, says, have you ever asked yourself if we would know the extent of the corruption if it hadn't been for Snowden or Assange? And then there came Trump, who further opened our uh. eyes. This drives me so crazy; it drives me mental. That MAGA, listen, my my MAGA friends, I do have friends who are Trump supporters. I'm not. I, I'm not begrudging you. I, I, I disagree with you entirely. I think you're incredibly misguided. However, I'm not going to, like, hate you because you like Trump or you're going to vote for Trump or whatever. But can you stop pretending like this guy is not the guy who had Julian Assange arrested, who had Julian Assange spied on when he was in the Ecuadorian embassy, who had plots developed to uh, assassinate him while he was in the Ecuadorian embassy, and then who failed to pardon him? Can we stop pretending like that's not reality? Because your guy is the reason Julian Assange is in prison. Stop it. It's so frustrating, Nick. Holy cow.
4: Yeah, and. One of the predictions that I hope people forget that I made on the Jimmy Dore show, I actually thought Ron DeSantis was going to do better than he did. Not because Ron DeSantis is good. I'm surprised at like how quickly like MAGA uh, like forgave Trump for COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I, they forgave Trump for a lot of things. And yeah. the reason why I, I was wrong, I mean, I was wrong because I don't care if I'm wrong about electoral politics. Who cares? You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. like, the reason why I was wrong, because I made a miscalculation, I think like, all right, like Trump protected Fauci. He did the, I don't want to protect the channel. He did all these things that I would think that were made the right turn on You can on speak him. freely they did, here. You okay. Yeah, freely. I didn't know. I, I, I just I going to be careful for my, for my friends. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I got but it.
4: Because he was, he was pro-Jab Remember, He used to tell people, that we should take uh, pride that the yep. Trump movement created a jab. And then he changed his rhetoric as the polls came out, as MAGA began to flip on this. And that's why it's still weird to me that people still have this, like belief that Trump is anti-establishment, even though he hired John Bolton, Betsy DeVos, Mike Pompeo, the worst of the swamp monsters. And yeah. I've been frustrated because uh, there's like a handful of people willing to call this out. You yourself being uh, one of them, but I'm, I'm gonna be frank, man. I got called the person with the largest platform. Like, if people like Russell Brand, that's the reason why yeah. this is the problem. Because I wasn't following him be- beforehand, but he did good Ukraine coverage. He did good uh, COVID coverage. And then, because of the clips, I was like, all right, maybe I should check out Russell Brand because he was good on Ukraine. I made him out about a week, Misty, because yeah. there are people who are good on clips and good on subjects. But Russell Brand, with his 6 million subscribers, he keeps doing this thing where he, like, he pretend that Trump is fighting the establishment. He used the confusing terms like globalists. And I know why some people use it, but he used it in like the confusing way, like the Trump fighting the globalists. If you're gonna use the term I generally don't accept, at least Lumped the Trump in with the globalists, considering that he used illegal labor, they shipped jobs overseas. But people like Russell Brandon then pretended he did he didn't do that. He pretended that Trump is fighting the military industrial complex, even though Trump expanded on the sanctions regime. He killed uh, General Soleimani. The only reason why we didn't get in a war with Donald Trump is because you had other countries that engaged in diplomacy, other countries that prevented World War III. Iran had every right to declare one of because of that. Venezuela had every right to attack us because of what Trump did to them. And they had CIA uh, plotted to assassinate Maduro. That is what Trump did. It wasn't anti-war. A war didn't break out because of the uh, of other countries and their obligation to the war in class of preventing World War III. And if Trump take office, I'm taking a lot of joy because these people are going to be exposed. Trump yeah. already exposed himself as someone who's going to be a full... 100% Mossad IDF agent as president. Mm-hmm. He's going to be America last. He already had uh, faked the fact that he going to span sanctions on Iran, escalate against Iran, escalate against China. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Maybe they're going to pull it off, Misty. But I almost decided to see MAGA take back uh, office because all these people who are delusional and thinking that the duopoly are a solution to this. They're either going to be massively disappointed by Trump or they're going to go along like sheep and pretend that Trump is something he's not. And we're going to see who's really, who's real and who's not. But I share your frustration. And yeah. then with join the Assange, to wrap it up, Join Assange, Trump is not the guy that they paint him as. And people who have big platforms, I don't want to be mean to Russell in particular, but he's the one who had the biggest. I think he's the reason why there's a lot of confusion that spread around yes. these things, You know what I mean? Go, go, but go ahead, Miss. I'll pass it to you.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. You're right. And I think it's not just Russell Brand. You're right. There's a lot of people that do this. But I think what really it is, is that it's, it's, Trump has done a very good job of creating this um, mythology around him, that he is this outsider, that he is fighting the establishment. Um, and listen, his group of supporters, his base, um, they're really interested in buying into that storyline. Like, they really want to believe it. And I understand. Like, I get it. Like, uh, we're, I'm a former Bernie girl. I mean, I wasn't a... I, I was a tepid Bernie yeah. girl you know what I mean so I, I I don't I think I wasn't like a MAGA level Bernie girl um, but I get that like you were looking for people are looking for somebody to save us um, and I think a lot of people thought that Trump was going to be that guy but I think what's so confusing to people is that he um, uh, he presents himself as this outsider but then also the establishment um, is uh, seemingly attacking him in these ways that it's um, entrenching that storyline in people's heads and they really do believe it. There. I've had so many people say, well, if he's not an outsider, then why are they attacking him? And I'm like, y'all, do you not understand how this works? Do you not know that we fund both sides of a war? You don't think we do that in electoral politics, too? And by we, I mean the people in pos- positions of power. Of course, we are supporting both sides. Like the, the whole point is to fund and support both sides so that you can create the division, so that you can create uh, the storyline and the narratives and all of that stuff. You, It's like a soap opera, right? And I think that people just don't understand the nitty gritty of how it works behind the scenes they don't recognize that 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 aspect of it and i I think really just people really wanted to believe in trump and i I mean he's he was right when he said i could stand in the middle of fifth avenue and shoot somebody and i wouldn't lose a single vote he's absolutely correct i think i think that um he has really done and credit to him he's done a fantastic job of playing to his audience of making them believe in him um and i just it's it's mind-blowing to me that they don't see it i mean as you mentioned the guy got into office and he didn't just drain the swamp guy right he He didn't just hire the swamp he dug under the swamp and found the absolute worst swamp monsters that you could possibly think of and filled his cabinet with them and then went ahead and did everything the establishment wanted him to do essentially I mean he did everything the COVID stuff the mother of all bombs I mean did he start another war no but did he uh, certainly perpetuate the ones that were already here absolutely did he increase tensions with Russia absolutely did he increase I mean it's just it's just mind-blowing to me that people aren't able to objectively just take a step back and recognize the game that's being played and it's just very frustrating because um uh uh, like i said with this assange thing it's so patently obvious it's so in your face that this is the guy who had him arrested and they're out here comparing trump to him like you got to be some other level of delusional to compare donald trump to julian assange it's just mind-blowing crazy levels yeah
4: you you know you nailed it because we've mentioned this point on rbn and before you, we was like one of the only people that I was mentioning is how people who don't know that in order for the duopoly to work, you got to have a uh, an a even playing field in a way. You, mm-hmm. you can't have one team be too dominant. And and this is one thing. This is my personal theory. I think this is one of the reasons why you see the right uh, really double down on the, the fight against the LGBTQ community.
1: Yes. If you
4: don't. People forget, like, Trump ran as a pro-LGBTQ Republican. Like, he had the flag (laughs) up. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, that culture war is over. Like, obviously, there's a lot of anti-war bigots. But for a long time, like, this culture war was kind of sideline, where even, like, the Republicans like, yeah, I guess we got to be okay with the gay community. Now, they escalated that why? To help Democrats. This is why I truly believe. You have Joe Biden that is funding a genocide, so then what did Trump immediately do afterwards? He said, we're going to mass deportate all the Muslims. He starts saying all this crazy shit because they have to scare each other. They have to have a balancing mm-hmm. act. The same way that whenever Trump is in water, the Democrats go to the main point you were mentioning. They help him out. Like these yeah. trials, these jokes of a trial that I haven't really covered because they're not worth my time. Like the Jean Carroll trial. Like all yeah. these trials I look into, they're jokes.
1: I don't even it's cover It's a circus it. sideshow. It's a circus yeah. sideshow. And we have to take a quick break. So hang tight. Yeah, go but it is—it is, it is yeah, a circus sideshow, and it is such a distraction, and it's so irrelevant to anything that matters to anybody in this country. Does E. Jean Carroll help you feed your family? No. Why are we focused on this? It's because it's uh, part of that distractionary go tactic. Out. They want us all fighting amongst ourselves. And I want to—we need to talk more about the culture war because that is driving me absolutely insane. And I'm start—I'm—I'm I'm starting to see some of my right wing friends speak out against it, um, which is good to see. But let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Here here on today's News
3: Talk. When a crisis hits, close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines, ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing. Rescuing. Honoring protecting, caring, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes, across all missions, has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance. we are for pets we do anything for them because they do everything for us we are for people for those who love pets unconditionally we are for good from adoptions and veterinary care to disaster relief and fighting pet hunger we stand together to create a better world for pets and families in need we are pet smart charities for pets for people for good
0: Cutting through the clutter, this is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: All right, we're here with my friend Nick Cruz from Revolutionary Blackout Network. Please go check them out. Um, uh, Subscribe, follow, share, support, do all the things. Uh, they do great work over there. Not just, um, I love that they're so focused on community education, but they actually do stuff. Um, Like they don't just sit in front of a camera and talk, they do a lot of community action, they do a lot of mutual aid, they do a lot of on the ground stuff. Uh, I mean Rome is literally building a library. Like it's not just uh, chitter chatter; they're actually getting their hands dirty. So, okay, we were just talking about uh, the the obs- a MAGA obsession with uh, the culture war. This is so, and this you talked about Rick Desantis or Ron Desantis. Listen to me. Um, uh, you talked about how you weren't su- uh, you were surprised that he fell. I'm not, because my guy was running a campaign literally on trashing Trump and culture war crap. Like that is his that was his whole focus. Whoever he had, um, advising his uh, his campaign and directing him should be never allowed back in politics again because he could have very easily been a rock star. It would have been very simple for him to come out, ride his COVID coattails. Everybody loved him on the COVID thing in Florida. He's uh, super popular because of his positions there. He could have come out, been very, um, you can still go after Trump without um, insulting him or insulting his fan base. Um, You could have come out and been um, about the issues, about things that matter to the people of this country. And instead he came out uh, talking about banning books and drag queens and all of the stuff that is a tiny percentage of the population of this country focused on? Sure. There's a very small, very small portion of the country that is super focused on drag queens and all of that stuff. But generally speaking, people are worried about how the heck they're going to feed their families and um, the wars that we're in and all of that stuff. And he very rarely spoke about any of that stuff. But that's what I'm talking about. This, the, the right is so and it's what's so fascinating is that they cannot see how they're being um, directed down that path to be focused so heavily on these things that matter to nobody. Uh, like really substantively it doesn't really matter um, and it's just so mind-blowing to me to watch them but I, I am starting to see some people on the right uh, my friend Phil Lebon who's uh, the lead singer of All That Remains um, he's him and I disagree on um some things, Israel being one. Um, I've been trying to be very uh kind of patient and hands off and not go too hard on him. Um I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to take a, a a certain approach with some people. Uh but he tweeted out uh, earlier today, the right, quote, politics is downstream from culture, so we're gonna win the culture war. Uh the right attacks the biggest pop star in the world and her star football new boy, star football player new boyfriend as his team goes into the Super Bowl. And he said, Nope, you ain't gonna win a fucking thing. And he's right, like it, there's right now everybody's focused on Taylor Swift. I don't know if you've seen all this. The right is um convinced that uh the most important thing to talk about today is the fact that they think that Taylor Swift and her boyfriend are a psyop, and that that's uh, they're just doing they're dating to the, so that they can swing the election, and that's all they're talking about today. And it's insane, Nick. Like, really? That's what yeah, you're talking there, about.
4: There's nothing more counter-revolutionary than talking about the cultural war. Right. And I would die on I would die on this hill. I know. Uh, I'm very open about the fact that I take inspiration from Black Panthers and Marxist ideology. And there's nothing more counter-revolutionary than distracting the working class from the material conditions. Why? Why do both parties focus on the cultural war? both parties, Republicans, Democrats, they both engage in it to distract people from class, material, reality, divide. politics. Absolutely. There's no coincidence that There's no coincidence that the left lost its mind over gender and all this stuff. The right lost its mind over the response over gender and all this stuff. Around the same time that polls show that historic amount of people refer to themselves as socialists. That a, that a historic amount of people are pro-union, including white American conservatives. I don't think it's a coincidence, Misty, that this stuff pops up right around this time. It always been a thing, but I remember it significantly slowing down to the point where it was like less conversation about LGBT. Then all yeah. of a sudden majority, the Bernie movement happens, the progressive movement sweeps the country, and all of a sudden the culture war, once again, I do want to emphasize, I want, I want you to nuance here, it's always a thing, but, and I wonder if you agree, but I believe it's significantly escalated over the last few years because of labor militancy, because the fact that people are more anti-war and it distracts people and it gets people to vote for against their class interests. You have people on MAGA who will acknowledge that Trump is disappointing in some ways, but they would vote MAGA because they would hate to see the LGBT community win. They want to mm-hmm. own the trans people the same way that there are a lot of liberals who want to support genocide because of some perceived notion of there's a trans genocide. This is like the argument that Ola Yemi and Consciously and them use. Who cares about advocating for the black community? Who cares about genocide? We got to protect the suburban LGBT kids. (laughs) Like that's an absurd trade to make to me. So I focus on peeling people away from the the cultural war because actually an insult to the workers to believe they can reach them this way. And I actually had a debate with Jackson Ingle. I I... Brought this issue to mad communism because mad communism was a shortcut. Mad communism because they are communists, they are Marxists. on myself, as they claim. I'm not going to deny that, but they have a different strategy. Their strategy to reach the working class was to appeal using social conservatism, use the culture war to uh, signal to these people that they are on their side, and then appeal to their material interests. I'm like. That's a, an insanely ridiculous strategy. I took we took it straight to them. This debate was like two, like a year and a half ago. I had with James Jackson. I took it right to them, and we was proven right because what a lot of people did not cover, what the Russell Brands did not cover, what a lot of these big channels did not cover was that poll show that the remember the whole woke the the war on woke that backfired. We were the only people that reported on this. We were uh, RBN. member, we were the only people that came out against people using "woke" as a pejorative because it came from the Black community. We took that. We took that on. People were like, oh Nick, you can't get people to stop saying "woke." You know, if people stop saying "woke," right? It's not a thing as much as it used to be. You know why? because yeah. RNC saw those polls. Even conservative minded people, even even people who are more pro to the culture war, even they felt they was being insulted with the woke culture war. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Uh, Maybe I'm not as engaged, but I noticed that it dropped significantly after like these polls was released. That the over focus on that was actually backfiring. I think it was one of the reasons why Republicans didn't do as well in the midterms as they thought they did. So uh, that was proven wrong. And to wrap up, and I pass it to you: you apply to and and even if you're not Mark, you're not if you like I don't like t- labels. Even if you're not, <laughs> apply uh, appeal to people' with material conditions, appeal to their morality. People are learning, I'm sorry, I mean, this will be last thing I'm saying. People are learning something I've been saying forever. I've been saying forever that foreign policy reaches people. People don't know about it. Yeah, and remember, there's an establishment uh, group thing that people don't care about foreign policy if you don't talk yes. about. Don't know you talk about that American. I always viewed that as a myth, Misty. I've been saying that my entire life. I care about that. What got me out of the Democratic Party it wasn't the the foreign policy. It was the Cuba shit. It it was Cuba, Israel, all this stuff was the stuff that initially led me out of leaving the party. So now the Gaza situation that's happening, people are, yes. are really acknowledging that. Uh, like, people want to live in a country that just, you know what I mean? There, I think there's like a 30% unhinged population who don't care. They for conquest. But I think in the heart of her heart, people want to be the good empire. And as people learn about United States crimes, that will influence their vote. So to wrap it up, appeal to their material conditions and appeal to their morality. Tell them what the state is doing. I think a lot of people will be disgusted at that. But, uh, yes. You know, this is a rant show, miss. Tell Best to you. A lot of say. No, that's
1: what you're here for. It's to rant. So yeah, it's <laughs> every time you come on, I, I like I'm. Uh, it's a, I get frustrated because I'm constrained by time on the show, and it's like, yes. it, I, it, you know, because we, you and I, every time Nick has me on his show, he's like, we're going to do like two hours, like three and a half hours later, we're like, okay, maybe we should, <laughs> maybe we should l- wrap this up. So that's just how it rolls. But yeah, what you just said is yeah. absolutely correct, and I think that um, the 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 notion that people don't care about foreign policy is so unbelievably ridiculous. People don't. Have a clue about foreign policy. It's not shown to them. Yeah. Uh, the, the American uh, uh, power structure learned a great deal from Vietnam. And that is why you no longer see the realities of war on your nightly news. You don't get to see the body bags coming home. You don't get to see, you get to see the bombs when they get uh, you know, shot when Brian Williams creams his pants about how beautiful they are. Uh, but you don't get to see when they land and they're blowing, you know, small bodies into bits. You don't get to see that part anymore because they know that if people saw the realities of war, there would be marches in the street every single day against our foreign policy. And so people, it's not that they don't care. It's that they don't know. They're not being shown what's happening. They're not, they have no idea. And that's Can why so antidote? much effort is put. Go ahead.
4: Can I share an anecdote real quick? Because yes, one this is an yeah. experience. I knew that people were reached by foreign policy because I had people in my family that like Obama. It was a black community thing. Um, And and when I was anti-Obama, I was very vocal about it. And I remember people like, why? Like Nick don't like Obama. I was a guy. I was known as the guy. I was the black guy who didn't like Obama. And then when I talked to my brother, and my cousin, who I'm very close with, and they like me, like, "What's up with your anti-Bomb?" I was very vocal when like it was a big discovery for me. Like I wasn't on Twitter, you guys didn't know me, but imagine how I how vocal I am with Bernie. Now imagine yeah. how vocal I was. Like that was how it was back in like the 2010, uh, 2011. I was obsessed, and then I told my brother, I was like, "You know that he bombed doctors without borders." That's when I was like learning this shit, I learned all this shit that he was doing, and I learned about Syria. I learned about Libya, the slave trade. And once I learned about that, I was like, you know what he did in Libya? And I, my brother, once I told him about the Libya thing, he, he was done. Like, it was really yeah. hard to get black people to leave for Obama. I told a few people about Libya. That was it. I, I was for a long time anti Obama. When I shared that, it was like, oh, damn, that's crazy. He bombed Dr. Del That's crazy. That was yeah. the catalyst that got. And once again, I do want to emphasize. My family's not like hardcore Obama liberals. I'm sure it would probably be difficult if you like I had like a black a trench family. I'm lucky I didn't have that. It was mostly apolitical black Democrats. But I peeled them from Obama just by simply showing them the state violence crimes that he did, mm-hmm. how he spoke about Ferguson protesters. That stuff matters. But go ahead, yeah. Misty.
1: No, and you're that's I think that that's uh that's the problem that we face is that I think a lot of people if they knew they would be. Uh, upset, they would be more active. They would be more enraged about the things that are happening. But I think most people in this country are incredibly apathetic about politics, and that is des- by design. They don't want people interested, so they make it as convoluted and as ridiculous as possible, so that people just check out. Um, and it, I, I think that it's just. that's trying to get people get the truth through to people is so incredibly difficult and i listen why do you think that they spend so much time and energy trying to destroy julian assange do you have any idea the amount of time and money and resources that have been spent trying to destroy one guy a single dude do you have any idea the amount of money that the uk spent spying on him uh guarding the ecuadorian embassy there's a reason for that they don't want the truth to get out because when the truth gets out we have things like uh the protests that we're seeing now against scott uh the, the genocide in Gaza um and i think that that's it, it that's what i think is so important is that just uh, you just have to keep speaking the truth over I I asked Scott Horton this uh, a few uh I don't know probably last year um uh, I was asking him like what do we even do because I feel like we're up against it we're up against the most powerful people on Earth it's incredibly difficult to get the message out and he said you just have to keep saying it over and over and over again and just keep talking about it and just keep speaking the truth and the more people that hear it the more people will come along and it's just it's just such a long slog but it's people the idea that people don't care about like when the Robert Kennedy Jr. first came along, and I was very anti-Robert Kennedy Jr. because he is an unbelievably disgusting Zionist, and people got so angry at me. Well, Gaza's just one issue. Nobody cares, really, because there sure seems to be millions of people in the street that care about Gaza right now, and it's just the idea that it's just one issue, that also bugged me because Israel is not just one issue. It is not just about the occupation, apartheid, and genocide of Gaza. It is about the surveillance state, the police state, all kinds of issues uh, that surround the COVID issue, COVID is directly related to Israel. Um, and it's just so mind blowing to me that people can be so myopic and so simple. Um, and so surface level it's like they don't want to think past surface level because everybody's looking for a hero right uh and the kennedy supporters have found their hero the guy that's going to save us all uh, a kennedy by the way <laughs> he's an outsider right he's a kennedy uh it's insane but yeah it's just uh the, watching people continually get pulled back into the electoral process as somebody who is so um Out of it, it's so frustrating to watch otherwise intelligent people just keep being uh, pulled back into this unbelievably corrupt system uh, that doesn't work for us. It's never going to work for us. We can't even audit our elections, y'all. And you're going to go vote and think that that's going to save us? It's not. And it's just uh, here we go again, 2024. This is going to be the longest election year of my life. I'm so I'm over it already. Uh, It's like banging my head against a wall. And uh, it's there's just no end in sight because people every two to four years, they throw out another charlatan and uh, people get roped back in. And it's just unbelievably frustrating. So, okay, listen, Nick, we're out of time. I'm so sorry. Um, I, as you know, we could I could rant with you all day, but um, I just want to give make sure you have time to tell everybody uh, what RBN has coming up, what you guys are working on, what's up next, all that good stuff.
4: Yeah, and i'm i'm gonna reach out to you very soon you know i gotta bring you back on the show misty very very yeah. soon so we have another rack sunshine. i'm thinking maybe sometime next week or so depending on availability but okay. t- tomorrow um i will have carl's doll uh, on we have a jama Braca scheduled for thursday we have a lot of guests lined up i'm literally scrambling trying to remember them all uh big shout out to my friend zoya's love zoya's life will help us Get a lot of these great guests so make sure you guys subscribe uh, to us on RBN. i like i go live every tuesday thursday evening saturday at noon that's our new schedule and I- i'm putting on i put up a hell of a uh, team together and we just had yeah. misty and Nico on last week and uh before i had you on last time i'm like damn it was-, it was how long since we had misty on way too yeah. long so i gotta make up with- for that so i'm gonna hit you up very soon i know uh, depending on how your schedule is but we have you back on very soon, and uh, make Excellent. sure you guys uh, check out you us know, on I'm band. always
1: willing to come on, it's my favorite place, one of my favorite places to go. I love to rant, so uh, anytime just hit me up and I, uh, I'll, I'll find room too. in my schedule. So, every time I, well,
4: we haven't missed, the com- <laughs> have missed the <laughs> episode, the comment section is always fire. So, love it. Loves, All right, so know, listen, we're out of time, okay?
1: We're out of time. As Julian Assange says, learn challenge, act now. Timothy Shay's up next, thank Nick. Uh, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow on today's news talk.